Welcome to the Big O Show. My hope for this podcast is that you leave informed, but more importantly, inspired. And just like that song said, this is going to be the best day of your life. If you have that mindset, you're already halfway there. Welcome to the show. Hello and welcome back to the Big O Show podcast, a podcast about sports and motivation. Um, Thank you for tuning in. I am your host, Ryan Anka. Uh, This is the ninth episode in the Big O Show podcast history, and I want to just take a a quick second to uh, thank you guys for tuning in and listening and uh, subscribing, and if you haven't subscribed, please do so. Uh, You can find this podcast on iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, um, you name it. I mean, if you're listening to it, you found it somehow, so I appreciate it uh, nonetheless. Um, If you could, please just uh, rate it for me and share it. I would uh, greatly appreciate your continued uh, support. So uh, big news this week before we get into anything else with the podcast. Um, Just uh, blown away, like I said, I'm appreciative of the support and uh, feedback I've gotten from some people that have listened to the podcast and have actually decided to change up the format here a little bit starting uh, next week. So with the 10th episode... um, I decided to uh, switch things up, like I said, uh, and instead of just having uh, one weekly episode of your uh, Big O Show podcast, we're going to start doing uh, two episodes per week, and we're actually going to switch the days up. So um, typically, like I said, I try to have a motivational message at the end of each episode on Friday. Now, problem with that, or not really problem with that, but uh, most of you guys, you know, if you've already made it through the week, motivation is good, but usually the weekend's the easiest part. So Like I said, we're going to switch that up, and uh, I'm going to start breaking the episodes up. So starting uh, next week on Monday, you'll have your Monday Motivation uh, podcast. It will be still the Big O Show, but it will be only uh, the motivational part. So it'll be a quick, you know, 5, 10, maybe 15 minutes tops uh, motivational message. No sports, no, no nonsense, no nothing else, just motivation to get your Monday and your week started off right so you can have the best day of your life. And then on Wednesday, we're going to have a midweek sports update. So just like I said, it's going to be the opposite. Uh, Wednesday is going to be only sports talk. Um, and uh, if I do leave you with a little quick message or something, it'll be very brief. Um, but this way, I know some people that have reached out to me um, that like the podcast say, oh, I don't really love sports that much, but I love the motivation. And you know, the the reason that I'm uh, deciding to switch it up is just because, like I said, the feedback that I've gotten from uh, some of the listeners, uh, you guys, you know, I asked and some of you guys have reached out to me that know me personally and have said, you know, hey, the, the motivation is great, but I don't really care that much about sports talk. So instead of you guys having to skim through the episode to get to the motivation, I'm going to segment it. I'm going to break it up for you guys. Uh, that way you can choose uh, which one you want to listen to. If you want your quick you know, 5, 10, 15-minute sports update for the week, tune in on Wednesdays. Monday motivational pep talk or motivational message, you know, start tuning in starting on Monday. So this episode came out uh, today. Friday, July 3rd. It is already July. I know that's crazy enough uh, in its own right. We're already over the halfway point in the 2020 year, uh, but here we are. So uh, today's episode is July 3rd, like I said, on Friday. So tune back in on Monday, July 6th for your uh, Monday motivational episode.
Um, those episodes will be uh, numbered. Obviously, this is episode nine. Um, so Mondays will be episode 10 and the uh, sports talks episodes will just be dated uh, for your convenience. That way you guys don't get uh, confused or misconstrued. I know that was a lot to uh, digest. I say all that to say starting next week, Monday is going to be uh, motivational. Wednesday is going to be sports, plain and simple. Okay, so I appreciate you uh, for tuning in and listening. Uh, I want to go ahead and jump into the uh, sports updates here uh, that have happened this week so far. It has been a busy week. If you're an NFL fan, former NFL MVP Cam Newton, formerly of the Carolina Panthers, signed a one-year $1.05 million deal uh, with the New England Patriots. Now it's been speculated for the last, I don't know, couple weeks, months even, since quarantine that he was going to end up in New England. Well, it finally happens. Um, like I said, that deal is only for uh, $1.05 million, so not very uh, huge in the base salary, but heavy in uh, incentives so that his uh, salary can increase to $7.5 million if he hits all of his, uh, his goals or his contract incentives. Now, a uh, similar contract, uh, Marcus Mariota, uh, if you guys are not familiar with him, he was the Heisman winning quarterback from the Oregon Ducks, drafted by the Tennessee Titans. Played there for several years, didn't get his contract renewed. Ended up signing a free agent deal, uh, free agent contract this offseason with the Los Angeles. Oh, check that, sorry. With the Las Vegas Raiders. It's still taking me uh, time to get used to saying that. Um, but he signed an identical contract, $1.05 million base pay with incentives up to $7.5 million. Now, a lot of people think uh, that... You know, contracts such as what Mariota got and even what Jameis Winston took, a one-year, $1 million deal with the New Orleans Saints, and now Cam Newton joins uh, with the same kind of contract. It's like a prove-me contract, you know. Um, they're obviously all three of those uh, quarterbacks, uh, actually all former Heisman Trophy-winning quarterbacks, they're all taking a very low salary because they're trying to prove that they still belong in the NFL, that they still belong as a uh, starting quarterback. Uh, Mariota's kind of have, uh, you know, has kind of had an up and down uh, career. Uh, Jameis Winston, we all know the talent that he can be, um, but he give us and taketh away. You know, thirty plus touchdowns, thirty plus picks isn't going to keep you employed long in the NFL. Uh, I root for him. Um, I hope he can turn his career around and turn uh, everything else around. You know, Cam is in this category, but not because of his uh, inconsistencies, more so because of his injuries which um, if you know anything about Cam Newton, he is a very mobile quarterback. Uh, so it's going to be interesting to see. You know, He says that he's going to evolve and change with the time and be kind of more of a pocket passer, not as much of a scrambler. Uh, but that's like taking away your biggest weakness as a quarterback. Um, so we're all kind of interested to see how that all is going to turn out. Now to uh, give you guys some perspectives, uh, Jameis Winston is not... Uh, scheduled to start. He's obviously uh, back up to Drew Brees and Marcus Mariota is also not uh, slated to start with he's supposed to back up uh, Derek Carr there with the Raiders. Uh, Cam Newton though however signing this one million dollar deal uh, he could back up quarterback Jared Stidham who's also from Auburn. Just a little fun fact there for you guys. Um, but it's assumed that he you know he took the Panthers to the Super Bowl was league MVP. If he's healthy he should be the guy. The contracts don't really seem fair, but uh, if you know the Patriots, they're all about a bargain. 
They will uh, cut their best players and let players walk or trade them right before they peak because they're looking to get um, you know the best bang for their buck. And uh, quite honestly, more times than not, they're right. Um, staying on the uh, Patriots tune, though, I know this uh, this uh, sports update is going to be heavy in the NFL because they've had the most news uh, updates. But we'll talk about some other sports here in just uh, just a minute or two. It is kind of conspiracy uh, theory, you know. Some people I've read around the league have uh, come out and said uh, some interesting things, you know, with the Patriots maybe uh, assuming that they were going to get uh, busted for illegally filming. I don't know if you guys saw that, but Sunday night uh, they got uh, punished a million dollars. So the the club got a million dollar fine, and they've also got uh, assessed a third round draft pick um, taken away from them. So they got a third round draft pick taken away from them for filming uh, the Cleveland Browns and Cincinnati Bengals practices and or games illegally. So that comes out mere hours um, after the it was announced that Cam Newton's going to sign with the Patriots. So take that uh, how you want it. I, I still think you know it sounds a little fishy. I think they probably knew that this. Uh, personally, I think that the they knew that they were about to get fined at some point. So might as well take the uh, pressure off that or the eyes off that by go ahead and doing what they planned on doing all along, which I think is uh, signing Cam Newton to a contract. Do I think they still love Cam? Absolutely. Do I think they still want them? Yes. But I'm not stupid enough um, to think that it was all just a coincidence that it came out on the same day, the same night, within several hours of one another. So just a little food for thought for you guys. And then also another little uh, fun fact or tidbit. I told you how the uh, Patriots love a bargain. Well, they have four quarterbacks uh, on their uh, roster right now and a combined salary, including Cam Newton's just recent contract they just signed. Uh, all four quarterbacks in New England make $3.25 million, which I know sounds like a lot, but you divide it up amongst four quarterbacks. is really not that much. And to give you guys perspective, there are 30 quarterbacks in the NFL that make at least $3 million or more this season. So very, very, very interesting. Um, also, another uh, fun topic that a lot of people have been talking about uh, in the last couple of days since the news of Cam Newton is, um, you know, kind of a question, thought uh, for you guys to think about, you know, who's going to have more wins with their new team this year? Is it Cam Newton with the New England Patriots? Or is it uh, Tom Brady with the Tampa Bay Bucks? Personally, uh, I'm biased. I'm a uh, diehard Tampa Bay fan, so I'm going to take Tom Brady and TB12 down in Tampa. Uh, but some people, you know, with the uh, Patriots, it's hard to to bet against them. They're you know you can pencil them in for the last 15, 20 years for at least nine, ten wins, um, and that's a bad year, you know. The Bucks, uh, obviously, as a long-suffering fan, I can sit here and tell you we haven't had a double-digit win uh, team since uh, 2010, back with uh, head coach Raheem Morris, and we missed the playoffs that year, going 10 and six. That was the year, famously, uh, Seattle won their division at seven and nine. Uh, most people don't remember that. Um, the main thing that they remember from that is the uh, Beastquake, which was uh, Marshawn Lynch running through all those New Orleans Saints players in the playoffs. Um, well, that team obviously was seven and nine, and that was the last year. Tampa won ten games. I'll get off my soapbox now, but just uh, giving you guys perspective, New England has a lot uh, more rich history in uh, winning. So the safe bet is probably Cam Newton in the uh, Patriots. But like I said, I'm going to take Tampa Bay and uh, Tom Brady 
just because of all the weapons and um, you know just the energy and the buzz going on around there. And uh, now transitioning over to uh, more Tampa Bay talk and Tom Brady. If you follow the NFL at all, I'm sure you see that uh, Tom Brady has taken uh, a bunch of his teammates to a local prep school uh, down in the Tampa area and has been conducting unofficial uh, team practices, more so just uh, routes on air, as we call it in the coaching and uh, playing world, uh, throwing with his new wide receivers, trying to develop that chemistry because obviously he's going to be 43 here in August. He doesn't have one or two seasons left at best. So he definitely doesn't have time to kind of have a slow start here in Tampa because, you know, he left uh, to prove it, to prove uh, that, you know, he was the bigger part of the success in uh, New England and not Bill Belichick. Uh, But anyways, um, if you've seen any of the coverage of their uh, practices there at the prep school, it's uh, largely been shot from a helicopter. Uh, because like I said, we're, we're, you know, we're dying for live sports. I think if we had live sports right now, uh, overall, like the NBA, MLB and all that was in full swing. I don't think you'd have the cut into coverage that you do right now, but they have helicopter coverage of all the Tom Brady, Tampa Bay, you know, unofficial practices and, you know, more things than not, it sets a bad optics. It's bad optics for the league. You know, they've come out and said, hey, you know, players don't need to do that. Players don't need to have team things, uh, you know, during this, obviously, quarantine and COVID outbreak, especially in South Florida. Um, you know, it's not advised that uh, teams and players organize any type of activities together at this time. We should kind of just wait and see. You know, that being said, though, until the NFL comes out and finds Tom Brady, I wouldn't stop. You know, if I was Tom, why would you stop? You know, what do you have to lose? All If, if all they're going to do is just say, hey, you shouldn't be doing that, and you're not going to get fined, your team's not going to get in trouble, but your team's getting better, you know, what 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 more do you have to lose? And uh, I know it's not getting the same kind of coverage, but I know Russell Wilson's been doing the same thing in Seattle with a bunch of his teammates, but he's obviously not Tom Brady. He's not the GOAT. He didn't move teams to try to prove everybody wrong at 43, even though everyone already thinks he's the GOAT. Um, So uh, there's a lot of uh, heavy, heavy, heavy NFL uh, news updates there for you guys. Now jumping over to the NBA, uh, most of the marquee uh, household names are uh, returning for the NBA bubble or said bubble uh, that will take place here in the uh, next coming weeks. Uh, with the season resuming on July 31st. One of the uh, marquee names that is opting out for a contending uh, championship team would be uh, guard Avery Bradley of the Los Angeles Lakers. Now, he started 44 games this past year and played about 20 to 25 minutes overall. So it's not of huge significance, but it's nothing to just glance over as well. He's a spot player that plays you know, great in his uh, limited capacity. Now, on Wednesday, news broke that uh, guard J.R. Smith, who hasn't played in the NBA in several years, I believe two years overall, is uh, going to take the place of Avery Bradley. Now, uh, J.R. Smith is obviously known for a lot of different antics, but most famously in the uh, 2018 NBA Finals, back when he and LeBron were both on the Cleveland Cavaliers, he grabbed a uh, rebound in the uh, last seconds of that epic game one and notoriously went the wrong way where the uh, meme of LeBron kind of, uh, you know, signaling or yelling at him went viral. 
So uh, J.R. Smith, you know, what has he got? Uh, he's a guy that, you know, is extremely hot or extremely cold, but he's a shooter, and, you know, shooters are going to shoot uh, right, wrong, or different. So um, if I was the Lakers, I would use him as a, uh, you know, emergency break glass if all, you know, all else fails, but he's not a guy that I would depend on uh, to help me win a championship. So um, with the NBA, like I said, uh, teams can do private workouts at their facilities at this time. As of July 8th and the 9th, players will start reporting to Orlando to acclimate and to have their training camp for the remainder of the month. Uh, and then on July 31st, we will have the eight seeding games um, to determine who the 16 teams will be in the NBA playoffs. Uh, jumping over to Major League Baseball, um, players started reporting this past Wednesday, July 1st, um, with the scheduled start date to be set for July 24th. Now, a lot of people are still angry at uh, Rob Manford, the commissioner of Major League Baseball, for uh, mandating and kind of just big dogging everybody and creating this 60-game season. But, uh, you know, a lot of the owners and the players signed this right away back in March. Obviously, no one knew what this whole virus situation was going to get to, uh, but they gave him the right to enforce and uh, determine how long the season was going to be. And in other interviews I heard, he said it was, you know, just a timing issue. They'd obviously love to play more games, but when it comes down to it, they're not going to play till Christmas and New Year's. They have to be done in the first part, you know, mid part of October at the latest. So uh, the season will start July 24th and uh, regular season is supposed to end uh, the last week in uh, September. Now there are several marquee pitchers that are not reporting from uh, six different teams. The main two teams that I saw that pitchers were not reporting for were the uh, Nationals and Rangers. And I think a big part of that is because with this shortened season, uh, it's a sprint. You know, usually the Major League Baseball season is considered a marathon because it's 162 games, you know, spacing out over six months. So usually the best teams end up winning. When you get these 60-game seasons, a lot can happen. Whether a team just gets hot or a team gets ice cold, either way it goes, I think it's exciting. Personally, I would love to see a shortened MLB season to try to keep the excitement year-long year-round. Now, maybe that means the games are spread out. You might not play three or four games in a week, but I think you could still stretch and uh, keep everybody's interest. So like I said, the season being shortened uh, heightens the importance of every game, but also gives every uh, team a fighting chance to make it. And uh, without the timing of a true spring season or spring training season, you know, the deepest teams that have the deepest pitching rotations, I think, have the best chance. And uh, a lot of places I've been hearing and reading about um, through uh, ESPN, CBS, and uh, Fox were saying that the Tampa Bay Rays were the dark horse favorite just because they have such a deep pitching rotation. Now jumping over to the NCAA. Now, biggest news um, with the NCAA, I just want to talk about uh, things to think about. You know, teams are still mandating and self-regulating how they're dealing with uh, COVID and this outbreak. But as of now, everything is still uh, set to proceed as usual. Uh, they have not confirmed officially about fans. Um, I think they're in this wait and see period. And uh, we'll see when we get closer to uh, September. You know, things that I read and found most interesting for the NCAA this week was uh, dealing with the Ivy League. Now, the Ivy League, uh, for those who don't know, um, you know, has teams uh, like Cornell, Harvard, Yale, and uh, teams like that. Now, uh, what they did, their commissioner came out and said that they were exploring 
um, moving their football season actually to the springtime. Now, what's uh, you know most noteworthy about this is they're the first team to even throw out the idea that they are you know even having these discussions. Now, do I think these discussions are going on behind closed doors? Yes, I do. But they're the first one to publicly announce, hey, you know, we're weighing all options. We might move uh, the football season to the spring. Now, how does that really affect the whole college football layout? It really doesn't because they play in the FCS, which has a playoff, and uh, they do not allow their teams to play in these playoffs. So they're not going to be missing anything, and the uh, FCS won't be missing uh, having them. So moving the Ivy League uh, teams playing to the springtime, I actually think could be a good thing because... You know, it puts a uh, spotlight on them, similar to how the AAF and the XFL were trying to have a spring league football. Well, these schools, although they're high academic, they still have somewhat of a following. They still have a history, and there'll still be interested people just because the quality of football is going to be at a higher level. Um, Also, with the Ivy League, why I think this is important, why I think people need to hear about uh, the possibility of them moving it to spring is they were the first league to cancel their uh, conference tournament for March Madness basketball. And, uh, you know, everybody was calling them crazy, thinking they're overreacting. Then everything hit the fan, you know, two days later with uh, Ford for the uh, Utah Jazz, uh, Rudy Gobert test positive for the coronavirus. They canceled the NBA season and then March Madness followed. But anyways, uh, just talking points. I thought those were uh, interesting with the NCAA. Now, like I said, the uh, main leagues, the main conferences, the Power Five, the Lower Five, nobody's come out yet to say that they're even pondering this idea of the Spring League. With the Ivy League considering it, I thought it was a uh, good a good thought, a good, uh, a good idea, if nothing else. I'm kind of with uh, most fans and most people that I've talked to. I'd rather have a spring season than no season at all. So um, that wraps it up for your sports recap of the week. Like I said, next week we will split our coverage um, on Monday. It will be Monday Motivation, and Wednesday will be your uh, sports recap. So make sure you tune in to the Big O Show next week for the new format, the two episodes uh, weekly. And uh, let's go ahead and recap last week's message. Last week's episode... You know, in the message, I talked about the two most important days of your life, the day you were born and the day you find out why. Um, I, hopefully you guys challenge yourself to uh, look in the mirror and kind of really, you know, look for the deeper purpose, the deeper meaning as to why you're put here on earth. Like I said, if you're a religious person, uh, you should know, you know, the Great Commission and uh, what you Um, are called to do and called to be as a Christian and if you're just a uh, person in general you know why why live an average life why just be here and then be gone why not leave a legacy leave something that you're proud of leave something to be remembered for and change the world in a different way so that was last week's uh, episode Uh, if you didn't uh, hear it please uh, tune back in that was episode eight the two most important days of your life So with that being said, let's go ahead and get into this week's message. Okay, so for the message this week, I wanted to talk about listening twice as much as you speak. I know you guys have heard uh, the old saying, you know, you have two ears and one mouth. Therefore, you should, you know, listen twice as much or, you know, listen twice as many times 
uh, before you speak. And I just think, you know, that resonates so much, especially with uh, today's day and age, you know, and like I've talked about before in previous podcasts, just how people value, you know, put so much stock in what people think and, you know, on the Internet and these uh, facades that people leave, you know, live, not leave. Um, But just the message that they're trying to get across and trying to win these these arguments that just don't happen. You know, people. People love to be keyboard warriors, you know, people love to fight their fights online, but not actually voice them and have real discussions, real conversations that lead to change. And, um, you know, I, I was reading um, a book, you know, I'm not a big reader, just to be honest with you, I love reading motivational stuff. And when I say read, uh, you know, my intention span, my attention span is uh, fairly shorter than uh, most probably so to get me to sit down and read an actual novel is not usually going to happen I will uh, binge you know podcasts and audiobooks and that's kind of what I did with this um, through Amazon you know you can get free audiobooks Um, so I looked up this book and it's called uh, The Light in the Heart by Roy T. Bennett and actually just came out uh, this year February 2nd of 2020 Um, You can look it up, though, uh, on Google Books, Amazon Prime, you know, all those things uh, you can find it. But in particular, I want to just I want to just focus on this uh, these list of quotes here. I'm going to give you a quote from the uh, book that I just when I heard it, you know, it 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 clicked for me. You know, when I heard it, it just clicked for me. It made a lot of sense. And I just want to read it in, in its entirety and then just explain a little bit about it. So here we go. Don't just learn, experience. Don't just read, absorb. Don't just change, transform. Don't just relate, advocate. Don't just promise, prove. Don't just criticize, encourage. Don't just think, ponder. Don't just take, give. Don't just see, feel. Don't just dream, do. Don't just hear, Listen, don't just talk, act, don't just tell, show, and don't just exist, live. Now, when I heard that the first time on the audiobook, like I said, The Light in the Heart by Roy T. Bennett, I had to hit rewind, you know, I had to pause. You know, it just spoke directly to me like I've alluded to before in previous podcasts, and I know, you know, it's impossible for you, you know, I think in today's day and age to completely ignore the racial tension and, uh, you know, just hate and conversation and just pivotal point we are at in our country right now in the United States. And, you know, when I just heard this, I, you know, it clicked for me. Like I said, I just think a lot of people don't think of these things uh, in their entirety. You know, a lot of people don't like to hear before they speak. You know, and it's one of the things that I got reinforced to me. Uh, I did premarital counseling with my wife, with uh, our pastor from our church uh, before we got married. And, you know, it's one of those things I am, I'm the world's worst at this, but I like to, you know, cut off someone's conversation, cut off someone's thought and either try to finish it or just voice my opinion. And I have to really be patient with, you know, or I had to force myself to be patient to actually sit back and let them finish their point and try to actually hear them. And, you know, what I was going to say changed because I actually genuinely heard what my wife uh, was saying. 
And I think it's just uh, such, such a huge thing to do in uh, today in today's day and age. You know, just because you disagree with someone doesn't mean you can't hear them out and can't hear their struggles or their thoughts and their feelings because they're valid. And you can't just tell me that someone's feelings, you know, aren't valid. Everyone has a right to feel however they want to feel. And you have a right to disagree with them, and that's okay. But it doesn't mean that we have to spread hate, you know, in person through violence and or spread hate through social media because what does that accomplish you know all we are at that point we just turn into kids that are immature and that haven't learned to handle things in an appropriate way in a mature way and what kind of example does that set to all the kids um you know that see what we're doing and uh like i said as a coach i everything i try to do i monitor i try not to put out um things and i try not to live a life that would be inappropriate or misconstrued by the athletes that I coach because I like to think that they for me to be an example for them to see they need to see all of my life and they need to see me in my purest form and it it drives me you know as a coach it drives me to try to be a better person to be a better role model you know and it just try to show them how to act and how to live, you know, a grateful life, a thankful life, but also how to handle conflict. I think a lot of people don't know how to deal with conflict. A lot of people like to just get defensive and not actually hear things out. You know, um, and I think this quote, like I said, from The Light in the Heart by Roy T. Bennett is just so, so awesome if you actually take time to digest it and listen to what he's saying. You know, saying not just to learn about things, but to experience them. Don't just read it, absorb it. Don't just change, but transform. That one stuck out the most to me because obviously we're changing a lot as people and as a country. And, uh, you know, not just relating to people, but advocating with them and for them and uh, being part of the change. Uh, And don't try to just criticize people, you know, encourage them through things, encourage them through their struggles, their ups, their downs, everything. And, uh, you know, really thinking through the process, thinking through the struggle that um, either they're going through, you're going through, or us as a country, we're going through. Um, giving, Giving back, you know, it doesn't have to be through monetary gifts, but just giving back, you know, through people and their time and actually asking, you know, your neighbors, your friends, your colleagues, you know, what you can really do to help them. You know, when was the last time you asked someone that you, you know, outside of your immediate close friends and family, when was the last time you asked someone what you could do to help make their day better, make their life better? You know, a lot of us have the uh, financial means to do that, but even outside of that, you have the the physical means or the most important means, which is time. A lot of people don't have, um, you know, all the resources in the world, but you have time and you can give time to people and you can give value to people and you can actually uh, hear them, listen to them, talk and help act in whatever way that is. Um, you know, I chose this quote, like I said, because it spoke to me, this, this, uh, this book spoke to me, but also because uh, this weekend, obviously tomorrow, is uh, Independence Day in our country, and a lot of people are struggling and hurting, and I just think it's a it's a great time to don't just but do. So in closing, there's no quote this week. This is the quote. This is the message. 
don't just do what you've always done in this life. Try to do something different. Try to be part of the change. Try to be part of the good in the world. And if you see the good in the world and try to become the good in the world, there will be more good in the world. Go out there today and make today the best day of your life.